Was that wrong? You ought to be ashamed of yourself. How the hell is that Mike Florio's job? So what, the f*** did he know? It's a Monday edition of PFTPM, and we have a guest today, a guest who has a lot of game balls back there, Chris Harris Jr. You have won a lot of game balls during your time in the NFL, and I'm sure they've all been richly deserved. Chris Harris, Chargers cornerback. I got to get used to saying that. I'm so used to saying Broncos. Chargers cornerback. I love the hat. I love the game balls. Welcome back. It's great to see you for the first time as a Charger. We saw you at the Super Bowl. You were still a Bronco. Yeah, man, it feels good. Um, kind of just just making sure I'm ready. Uh, we had a great offseason and being able to implement the, the new defense and everything. So I'm excited, man. I feel like I feel great uh, coming into the season. How hard is it, though, to do the virtual offseason program, jumping to a new team, your first new team since you came to the NFL? What's yeah. the difference between this year's experience going through the virtual offseason and a normal year? Yeah. Um, like you said, it's uh, it's an uncomfortable situation. I mean, I haven't got to really meet my teammates face to face, coaches included, or anybody in the organization. So uh, it's, I'm just jumping in until uh, once we jump in in training camp. And uh, so, I mean, that is different being from playing in Denver for nine years. But I'm excited about it. Um, I think you get the most growth when you put you, when you get put in uncomfortable situations. So I'm looking at looking at it that way and taking it as a challenge. And um, uh, and uh, just to just to make sure I have a great year this year. Do you ever sit back and look at what you've accomplished undrafted, how hard that is to just make the roster, much less become a star player? How much time do you spend just thinking, wow, I really have come a long way in nine years in the NFL? Oh, yeah, definitely. And um, just just really it's all hard work, perseverance and uh I'm just, just God just taking me to levels that I never thought I could go, and you know, and that's really what what is what it is. And right now, I can relate to guys because I was here during the lockout, where um, we a similar situation as it is now, and I had to go and jump and make the team fast without having an off season with the team. So guys can relate to me. I can kind of share my story with them and and try to give them uh, little tips of what I think they need to do to make sure they're ready to go once training camp comes. Well, that's a great point. I mean, it's hard enough to make it as an undrafted free agent in a year where you have the offseason program. You did it where training camp started in early August once they resolved the lockout. Looking back, what was the one thing that allowed you to get the attention of the coaching staff and the front office and survive those cuts and make it to the final roster? Well, Mike, everybody's smart. I mean, everybody can play. You know, everybody has a lot of talent. But I think uh, what really separated me was being uh, smart, being able to learn multiple positions, be able to play corner, safety, or nickel, uh, and being pretty good at all of them. And I think that's what really separated myself and able to make the team and able to find myself on the field early um, as a rookie uh, and to really, uh, really exceed. Um, And I, I I really believe that's why. You know, when we met at the Super Bowl, there had been plenty of talk about your future. The Broncos hadn't re-signed you, and I know you would have liked to have stayed there if they made the right offer, if they made the fair offer. At the end of the day, though, how hard was it to say goodbye to the only place you'd ever been in the NFL? It was definitely hard. It wasn't easy. Um, uh, you know, um, that's 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 your first love. You know, it's always hard to lose your first love, and uh, it was just a situation where um, it was just time to to – to go our separate ways and um and 
you see that happen a lot in the NFL. You see that happen a lot in sports. Not a lot of players are able to play on one team their whole career. You even seen it with Peyton Manning. So it was just my time uh, to to transition and go somewhere else and move on. And um, and I'm at peace with it now. I, I feel great um, going in in my decision and to uh, to go with the Chargers. You play with a lot of head coaches in Denver from Gary Kubiak before that, John Fox, right? Uh, and then there was Vance Joseph, ultimately Vic Fangio. Tell me about your new head coach, Anthony Lynn. What about him has stood out to you in your limited time of having, not working directly with him, but having that opportunity to hear from him and see him through the virtual meetings? Man, Coach Lynn, he's a guy, um, what, what really I liked is that he's so hungry to win now. Um, the urgency that he, he comes with and he uh, he approaches us with is just having a high urgency to win now. And um, that's what I wanted. I wanted guys in the organization that are that's they're trying to get over that hump. They're trying to win now. So that's what really sparked, sparked my attention with Coach Lynn. What do you know about training camp, what it's going to be like? Is it going to open on time? And any other issues relating to the impact of the pandemic on football? Yeah, I don't know anything. I know that um, I think they're – there's supposed to be some type of vote or something with the NFLPA, the doctors, whatever, um, and uh, trying to figure that outcome, uh, I think, by mid-July or so, uh, what's going to be the schedule and how we're going to do it. But it's you never know what's going to happen, man. It could be you, – you've been seeing a lot of outbreaks happen. A lot of people lately of, have, have tested positive for it lately. So you never know what's going to happen with me. I'm just taking it day by day, man. That's all you can do. Is, uh, just take it day by day, and if uh, hopefully uh, they allow us to play football. You know, um, that's something that I think um, football unites everybody, and that's what we need. You know, and I look at it from the perspective of how I would have felt if I was 21, 22, 23 going through this. Probably a different mindset than if I was entering year 10. From your perspective, how do you balance concerns about the virus, concerns about family members potentially getting it, with the desire to play football and with the belief that even though you've been around 10 years, you're too young to have a serious outcome if you would catch it. Yeah. Well, with me is uh, I know I can beat it. I know that um, I can try to fight through it the best that I can, but it was just worrying about my four little girls and my wife and my family. Uh, I don't, um, that's, that's where, that's where definitely I have a big issue with that. It's just not, putting them in danger, not me putting them in danger. I don't want to be the cause of them getting sick or anything from that. So um, that's where the worry some comes from. But uh, with me, I know I can beat it. I know I can fight and try to fight through it. I seen Vaughn, he fought through it. So you've seen a lot of people fight through it and be able to overcome. But it's just uh, me, it's just uh, putting other people in harm's way. Have you heard anything from Vaughn about what he went through? It seems like from time to time he had some real concerns. It wasn't just everything's yeah. fine. You know, I, I got the cold, I got the flu, whatever the case may be. I got the impression he had some real concerns that he could have had some serious health effects. Well, uh, if anybody knows Vaughn, he he had he has asthma issues. So then, um, so when I seen him get it, definitely definitely um, uh, spark an issue with me because you know because he already knew he had asthma problems. So, uh, but I, he was able to overcome it. And he said it was real. Uh, the symptoms are serious and that people should definitely take it seriously. So just um, listening to him and um, and his approach on it and how he had to fight through it um, definitely made me know that it is real because that's one of my best friends. And I see them 
seeing him being affected by it, um, it definitely uh, becomes real to you. What's it been like trying to stay in shape without having a team facility to go to and having to find other ways to be in the kind of condition and strength that you need to be? Yeah. Uh, for me, my training hasn't changed. Uh, we've been able to keep our gym open, uh, but just limit how many people I work out with and um, stay on my same routine I've been in the past. I've been with my trainer uh, for nine years, so being able to stay on my same routine, uh, I haven't missed a beat. So I'm ready to go. I feel great, and uh, I'm just – just whenever they whenever it's time to go and whenever it's time to play, I know I'm, I'm gonna be ready to go. The past three months have been unlike any that I can recall from the coronavirus to the George Floyd murder and the aftermath of that, the awakening by so many in America when it comes to issues of racial equality and social justice. You recently wrote a letter that appeared on the Players Tribune, a letter to your four daughters. Tell me a little bit about what prompted the letter and the message that you'd like to get across to children everywhere of all races who may be looking at these times and wondering what in the world is going on? Yeah. Well, really, um, really, I just uh, led in my spirit just to really um, re reach out to all black young uh, women, really, really all, really all black women to really see that letter, uh, but mainly younger women. Uh, that's the main focus I was really focusing on. And just to show them that uh, they can overcome, they're smart. They, um, they're, they're strong and I just want to encourage them and to build them up. And, uh, cause you don't see that a lot. I don't see that a lot. And, um, I wanted to be just a guy to stick my neck out for them and to encourage them and, and to continue to do what they're doing. It seemed like before George Floyd, if a guy would stick his neck out, there would be maybe some hesitation, concern for repercussions, concern for criticism. That really has all gone away. I've seen a lot of people standing up, saying what they believe, and whatever the repercussions are, they are. H how has it felt for you personally? Has it felt like there's a weight off of you that allows you to say what you believe when you believe it? Uh, no, I don't think that none of that really bothered me. I think this is, this is just the timing of the letter. I don't think uh, me uh, feeling pressure to be able to speak my mind or anything had to do with the letter. Uh, or but I do agree with you. It has gave people more chance to be to speak their mind or be uh, to to be more open about these type of things. And uh, uh, for me, I just I just try to not be distracted. Uh, just always try to uh, preach love on people, um, unity, because uh, uh, you can get caught up in a, you can get caught up and distracted on what's going on on TV, what's going on in the news. And um, and really that take over what's going on and uh, really take over your mind. So I just try to have a clear mind, clear focus and just always uh, preach love. And um, that's what I try to do. You mentioned Coach Lynn's leadership, Chris, and he's been outspoken about some of the things he believes, some of the interviews he's done. What kinds of messages has he given directly to the team about yeah. getting through this difficult time and and getting closer as a team, getting closer as a community and understanding the the issues that exist as we try to to make those issues not issues anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had a long uh, hour talk with Coach Lynn and he addressed uh, I think he, he addressed each group, each position group and um, he addresses that as a team. And, uh, and that's what you have to do as a coach, man. You have to put everything out there, I think. Um, and um, know that you're in tune with the world. Know that telling your players you're in tune with what's going on with the world, and that you feel that and you have compassion with that. And when you do that with your players, 
uh, your player is going to ride or die for you. And, and that's what he's done. He's been able to show compassion uh, with the situation and, and with us. And uh, when you do that, man, um, that's huge. That's huge for players. Going back to the decision to join the Chargers, and this may have come up when we got together at the Super Bowl, but you had your chance to get away from Patrick Mahomes. What are yeah. you thinking? Staying in the division with Patrick Mahomes, Chris. <laughs> hey, man, I, I, you, you got to love competition, man. I've never been a guy that ran from competition, and uh, they're the best right now. They were Super Bowl champs. Uh, I know what it feels like to be the champ after that next year. It's hard. It's hard to it's hard to duplicate that same results. And, uh, so, uh, I mean, hey, everybody's – the championship is up for grabs. It's a whole new year, and you got to prove yourself again. The uh, the Chargers have, I think, one of the best defenses in the NFL. What stands out to you when you think about those new teammates, knowing that you came from a team that not long ago had one of the best defenses of all time? Yeah. Uh, being able to play with all those guys, I mean, it's one thing I really noticed is that these guys are already established. I mean, they already got Pro Bowls, all pros. And me just joining those guys is, is just going to me. I'm going to try to boost their play, try to um, try to raise their game into another level. And and uh, with my knowledge that I have within the division and just being a successful player on the field. And uh, when I see Derwin James, I mean, I haven't played with anybody as talented as Darren James, other than I would say keep to leave, or uh, I played with the latter end of Champ Bailey, but nobody like Darren James, how he can mess up the game in the secondary. So I'm excited about playing with him. Uh, Bosa and Ingram, those guys are, they, they kind of give me familiarity with Vine and D. Ware or Vine and Doomerville, how they used to mess up the game. So those guys are capable of doing the same thing. So I'm excited to join those. Yeah, I think a lot of fans understand how a defensive lineman can mess up a game and create havoc up front. When you say a guy like Derwin James can mess up a game from the secondary, give us an example of something tangible, something that he can do different than what others would do that would, as you say, mess up a game. Yeah. I mean, he can shut out your, your best tight end. He can blitz. He's a great blitzer. He's, um, he's great back deep. He can play middle of the field. And uh, if you try him deep, he's able to pick those off. So being able to be versatile, uh, be able to play all over the field. And when you got me and when you got Murray, um, I, I think we got the best nickel package. I don't see a package that's uh, going to be as athletic as ours, um, being able to cover and have the speed. So I'm excited about uh, um, what we're going to be able to do together. And the quarterback's not going to have a whole lot of time to find a guy open with guys yeah. like Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram bearing down on him. Oh, yeah, we got the rush, too, man. So, I mean, it all works hand in hand. And uh, when we won a Super Bowl, we had great coverage and we had great pass rush. And um, that's what you got to have to be able to win. And uh, I know that personally from just having our success in, um, in 2015 and really uh, just picking back off each other. Bond make a play, bam, then keep to lead, might make a play. Just we all we all picky, picky off each other. After 2015, the Broncos went through a revolving door of quarterbacks, and last year it finally landed on Drew Locke. You're going to be seeing him twice per year. I think he played incredibly well when he finally was healthy enough to play. Give us a scouting report on what yeah. you saw from a season with Drew Locke, a guy who looks like he's got a ton of promise for a guy who fell around too. Uh, Drew, one thing with Drew, he has a lot of confidence. Um, he's a guy that thinks he can make every throw. Um, uh, now he's learning the system. He's uh, He has to learn a whole new system now. Uh, so it's kind of starting at square one. But he's a guy, he can pick it up fast, I think. And um, 
Uh, what we didn't have in the past, we didn't have a guy like that. We didn't have a guy that could have uh, confidence in and uh, that displayed to all his teammates. So, but I mean, it's, the proof's still out there. He still got to go out there and prove what he can that he can uh, play an elite level, consistent uh, for 16 games. And he had a great five game stretch. But hey, it's all about the full season, man. And that's where um, you got to prove it. You get into the Chargers at the right time. Now there may not be any fans in the stadium. But that looks like it is going to be one of the nicest, if not the nicest, sports arena in America. Have you gotten a chance to to see inside pictures of it that maybe aren't available publicly or any type of access or information about what it's going to be like to show up in that new stadium and play there? No, nah, not yet. Hopefully um, when I get there, definitely. But um, I think it's, it's going to be a great attraction. I think it will be packed because um, it's, just, it's going to give a lot of people something to do out there. But with everything that's going to have it in it. I, I mean, I heard it's going to have like a, a club in it. It's going to have a lot of things in it. So uh, it's going to be a great attraction for people, not just only if you want to um, just go watch a football game, but entertainment. So um, I definitely see it packing out. The ultimate attraction there will be a successful football team, and the competition is going to be between the Chargers, <laughs> Chargers and the Rams. The, and, and having a guy like Chris Harris around is going to make a difference for yeah. the L.A. Chargers. You know, this is a team – I don't know why they it feels like they're overlooked and you've seen them twice a year every year. Why do you yeah. think that that there just tends to be this attitude around the NFL and around fans in the media Chargers maybe aren't one of the better teams when maybe they are? Um they definitely are. I mean, every year they always have a lot of great talent and uh really with us um we just knew that uh we 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 never really feared we feared Philip. We knew he was a great player. But um, we we always feel like we could beat them. You know, we never really, uh, we never really was to that point to where we we had mind control, where he had mind control over us. We never had that. So um, my time playing against him, it was really, it was really all about Philip Rivers. What's the craziest thing you ever heard Philip Rivers say to you on a football field? Oh man, a lot, man. I'm talking. About, I can't even count how many games we played against each other. So I made. Uh, I remember one game I got a flag and he was like, ref, say his full name. name." I was like, Philip, I'm going to pick you off, man. And I ended up getting him later on in that game. But uh, he's, he's, we've had great battles for sure. Yeah. I mean, he loves the sport. He reminds me of Drew Locke, although Locke has a different approach, but you sense that passion and that enjoyment and that, that, that just love for the game and the love for competition. And it, and it makes everyone's, uh, intensity and level increase yeah i mean you got to have that and um um especially from the quarterback a high-spirited quarterback i think is uh that's why pat mahomes is so great he plays with a high level of spirit tom brady those guys have been doing it for so long because of that because of that and uh that's what makes them great so how comfortable are you with the guys that you have going into camp tyrod taylor looks like he'll be number one backed yeah. up by justin herbert the sixth pick in the draft I feel comfortable with those guys. I know Tyrod, um, he's never got the, the real chance and real talent that he's had um, with the Chargers now that since his career. I know in Buffalo, I mean, I think we played him, but I can't really name receivers that he was that he had. I can't. Uh, I can't remember. And uh, uh, really, I think his best weapon was McCoy, Shady McCoy. So uh, he, he hasn't had the weapons, I think, that he has now with the Chargers. So I'm excited to see what he can do with them. Yeah, I think he's 26 and 23 as a starter. Took the Bills to the playoffs the year that they lost to the Jaguars in a close game. 
The year the Jaguars almost beat the Patriots for a berth in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So there's something there with Tyrod. And you guys got some weapons on offense, and you know those guys well too, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. It's not and, and Hunter Henry. It's not going to be easy uh, for defenses to slow those guys down. And Tyrod's good enough that he can get them the football. Yes, he is. And um, I mean, like, like like you said, man, just be able to orchestrate the football. Let those guys do what they do. Let Eckler do what he do. Uh, Keenan, he's going to get open. He's one of the best route runners in the NFL. So I just know just competing versus those guys, they 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 have it um, to be able to, to make those plays, man. It's just getting over that hump. Well, Chris, we hope we get to see it. I said over the weekend, I was told the NFL is very optimistic the season will be played. There may not be fans, but we'll be watching, and we wish you all the best as you start your first season with the L.A. Chargers. Congratulations on all your success. All the best to your family. Happy Father's Day a day late, and we look forward to talking to you again down the road. Oh, yeah, no problem, man. Thanks for having me.